Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on November 10th, 2021, which is today for us and whoever listens to us. This will not be November 10th. It'll be whatever day you happen to listen to the show. Uh, our guest, unfortunately, canceled very last minute due to flooding. And uh, I'm very experienced with flooding, having spent uh, last week in Florida on the um, Atlantic coast where for two days, St. Augustine basically wound up underwater. So that was fun. Anyway, our client for today, though, will be, what is it? What's the client again for today, Greg? The tyranny of beauty. The tyranny of beauty. Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings, and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble, and bicker. Let's get started. So um, I do want to thank Brendan for letting us do the show from his house last week. And I want to thank our lovely wives for putting up with us for an extra hour as they went, why the hell are we doing this show? So um, I don't know. Did, loved you get, it. did you get any feedback from your wife, uh, Brendan, after last week's show? Don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> she said it as a question. Yeah. I want a divorce. Don't ever do that to me again. No, that didn't come up. <laughs> okay, yeah, my wife basically ignored it afterwards. And uh, I think she'll just deny ever being a part of it from now on. All right, Greg, well, you wanted to take the lead on the uh, deposition of our, newest, of our newest client. Tyranny is beauty or beauty is tyranny or whatever the hell the we're calling it. The tyranny of beauty. The tyranny of beauty. But I think we should add... Uh, we should not pay our bills first. Oh, right. We have a sponsor, and Brendan worked very, very diligently for the last month trying to track the sponsor down to not pay our bills. So we should let Brendan absolutely do the sponsor. I get, right. I get lost sometimes. That's okay. Uh, so, hi. You know Hello. me as one of the unpaid bullshitters here on the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. Well, I felt it necessary to speak about a product that I personally use and highly recommend. That product is Ass Avoidant. Ass Avoidant is a world-class alarm and home security system made by people who get it for people who don't want it. What don't they want? Assholes in their home. You know, people that want to talk endlessly about politics, the latest business opportunity they are involved in, or just want to bitch about their job, their partner, their kids, you name it. But what do you do? Ass Avoidant's patented AI and machine learning system reads key signs about people approaching your home so you might know them on the asshole scale. So like one of those sleep mattress beds, you can dial up the asshole avoidant gauge depending on your tolerance for bullshit. There is even individual settings for you and your partner. My wife's tolerance for bullshit is much higher. So she might set it at four, or I generally have to set it at nine out of 10. The alarm goes off and you can pretend not to hear the doorbell. So don't just protect your physical space, Protect your ear holes and your head space from needless assholery on behalf of your potential visitors. Get ass avoidant today. Florida residents get 75% off installation because, oh my God, it's Florida. Call ass avoidant today. Operators are standing by. Well, that was outstanding. So are uh, you saying I couldn't get into your house? <laughs> Probably. 
I'm just it thinking nine? that he created this based upon my recent visit. <laughs> nine would filter me out. Maybe four I could pass, but yeah, nine. Holly let you in. Yeah. She's friendly. She's definitely mm -hmm. friendly. She's an easy mark. <laughs> All right, Greg. The tyranny of beauty. Well, this is a struggle that has gone on in mankind's history. Just as like at first it was the strong versus the weak. And then the weak would team up and topple the strong man who was bullying everyone. Then it became the rich versus the poor. Karl Marx talked about. But you know, the poor, well, actually the poor never won any battles really. Not what many. the hell are you talking about? Well, <laughs> the poor is still pretty, pretty screwed as last I, I, I checked. Know. Well, they what, tried. What does this have to do with They beauty? started unions and stuff and started, uh, you know, getting some rights. But yeah, they're still pretty screwed. But the how, real how, struggle. How drunk are you right now? Not drunk at all, Matt, if you just oh. listen. Okay, fine. I'm listening. You, you need to have a drink and mellow out. <laughs> Chill. So the real struggle, though, in mankind's history is the beautiful versus the ugly. That's the real struggle. Because uh. what's at stake there? The other things, I guess survival is pretty important. Uh, being comfortable, having a living. But love is at stake here when it comes to the struggle between the beautiful and the ugly. And that is where ugly people are shit out of luck for the most part. Every now and then they, <clears throat> every now and then they get lucky. But that's why it's an important struggle. People don't talk about it that much. Well, everyone wants love, except for me. And... You. But it's a it's a universal thing, and when you're ugly, it's way fucking harder to find love. And when you're beautiful, all you gotta do is walk out of the house, and people will be like, "I love you. Oh, I want to marry you. I don't care what you're like." What is that really love? I think it is. So why is there tyranny? Explain the tyranny part of this. Because these beautiful people get to lord it over us all with their power, <laughs> with like vagina power or something. Oh, dick power. Yeah. I've known some handsome guys who fucking just pussy came their way like rain from the skies. So were you lorded over by these handsome men? I felt that way. I don't want to sound like an incel or anything, but I was a little bitter. Well, then you do sound little... like one, actually. No, but I wouldn't... Uh, we need to go back to last week's sponsor. I wouldn't, <laughs> hate, I wouldn't hate woman over and be all bitter. But I was chuffed that I wasn't one of those beautiful people. And I hated the fact that I had to try so hard to make So you resented like not being a beautiful person. Yeah, I did. As opposed to I just... mean, but I, I don't know that I've ever considered, I mean, I don't consider myself beautiful, but I mean, you know, I, I got enough love in my life. Well, you lucky you. <laughs> so maybe it's luck, not necessarily. I think you're, I think you're chuffing him, Brendan. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could chuff anybody on Zoom. He'd have to come to my house. And chafing. Chuffing and chafing. You have a special chuff visit with Brendan if you go to Florida. But I don't know. I just I just think that it's it's a bad world for the ugly. Well, I think it really depends. I mean, this client initially came out of the concept of what is attractive to somebody or attractive to other people. Yeah. And we had an alternative client that could have been part of this, which is symmetry is overrated. And, you know, beauty comes down to, in many cases, um, 
the symmetricalness of somebody's features is what people consider to be uh, attractive in many ways. Um, so it's kind of like uh, math is behind everything. Math is behind uh, the beauty of people, Greg. And it could be that your biggest upset really should be with Pythagoras more than anyone else. Oh, believe me, I want to have words with that guy. The golden <laughs> ratio. Because my double chin makes an upside down bell curve. So it is kind of mathematics. <laughs> it's kind of a parabola. Is it a parabola or is it the bell curve? I don't know the difference. To be honest. I forgot. They're actually, they're actually the same, Greg. We were talking the other day about, um, me and my friend were talking about if you had to take the SATs now, how bad we'd all do. It's like, I've forgotten all that shit. Yeah, but didn't they raise the um, the the amount of points you get off the bat now with the SATs from before? Yeah, so the SAT is actually easier now. I mean, not to say that I would remember, you know, 10th grade geometry necessarily, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's not as hard as it used to be. And yeah, the scores are all different because I remember, I forget what I got. I got some pretty good score on the, you know, not the math part, but the other part, the language arts or whatever it was. And uh, my son told me, he's like, oh, I got a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't think that's possible. That score sounds <laughs> didn't too cap, high. Didn't it cap out at 1800 when we were kids or something? 1600, like that? wasn't it? Was 1600? it 16? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, Maybe so I think it was they raised the, the amount that you could get on it. So your son got like 4 million on it? But he got, no, but he got like, <laughs> like an 1800 or something. And I'm like, you can't get that big. No, you got it wrong. He's like, no, dad, you're dumb. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, the SAT now is all about just a participation award is what you get for, yeah. for finishing the SAT. Thanks for showing up. Thanks Everyone's for showing a winner. up. You get to go to college because you were able to match your socks. I remember that from last week's episode. So do you remember that, Greg? Yes. Your socks the, uh, get to go to college. Your wife was thing. really dumb when she was little. <laughs> I'm kidding, Levana. And she's not going to watch this episode, but I'll I let know. her know that you called her dumb. She's yeah. probably overheard that right now. Yes, Greg called you dumb, Levana, for your sock uh, exploits. <laughs> anyway, so so what is what's a person? What makes a person attractive um, to you, Greg? What, what is it about somebody? Are we talking face? about the physical? Yeah, well, yeah they, of course. The I don't know. No, no, no I'm talking their elbow. Personality. Like, what about an elbow? Is, well, that would is, still be physical. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not, I think, not like what he's talking about. No, we're talking about their breath, Greg. It's like, what do you see comes out of their mouth, the, uh, the, no, no, the air that they breathe? Looks, you could be attracted to someone just by their personality. And, but you, it takes time to learn their personality. Beautiful yeah. people, it's just kind of like at first, you're just kind of like, God, I kind of want to know this person. And I don't know what makes, like you said, symmetry, nobody thinks that. It's just you've been told that by like scientists. I'm sure when you were a kid, you said, that girl's so pretty. Look how symmetrical her face is. You didn't know that. But that's, it turns out, we respond to that. Does that I don't know. It's weird. Like, why is someone so beautiful to some person? And someone's like, somebody else would be like, ah, they're. Well, okay, so so Greg, think of a what, what's a like an actress, an actress. You go, oh, she's really beautiful. I think most of them are. Like basically, you can't oh, be a popular actress. I think he just wants you to give a freaking example, Greg. Well, okay, making is really difficult. <laughs> Julia Roberts is totally pretty. You know, I, I'm not attracted. Really, to her, she's very pretty. 
She looks like a horse to me. She's a funny looking girl. <laughs> but a she's symmetrical not, horse. No, she's not even that symmetrical if you really like think about it. Every actress she's got kind of much. a she's got kind of a like a, a weird chin, like symmetry, like Angelina Jolie is very symmetrical. Uh, yeah. but I don't find she looks plastic to me. She looks like some android that got created. Well, she got weird. She started looking weird in her like 30s. Yeah, I mean 30s. she's she's certainly more that way now than she was when she was younger. Yeah. But even when she was young. She looked like someone made her in a laboratory. <laughs> so there's a certain there's a certain level of beauty that I go, eh, that's it's almost like too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen that. I felt that. Where it's just like, eh, it's just weird. You know, like, well, let's just get straight into it though, Greg. So, who is somebody you in particular find physically attractive? Okay, if you were saying actresses, it would be easier to say who is it. So it's like. Okay, there's five actresses. No, I'm pretty... asking you. Give me one person to, who's famous well, that you find it. physically attractive. Just, we can just move thousand. on. Okay, okay. Selma. Every actress I've ever seen in the movie. Selma Hayek's beautiful. Um, okay, that's fine. Half... That's all we want is one, Greg. Selma. Okay. Okay. Selma Hayek. Help? Well, we're it... we're gonna narrow this down now. So you look at Selma Hayek and you go, she's attractive. Now, why is she attractive yeah. to you, Greg? I don't know. She's beautiful. Is it because there's someone hanging about her nose, out of her nose? That wouldn't be attractive. Okay, well, that narrowed that down a little tiny bit. So what else is it about her? How can you describe beauty? It's like describing a sunset. It's like describing the glories of You can nature. describe a sunset. You can go, it's orange. It gets red. It has a, a way okay, in which so it melds into it, something else. Let, let's, let's, maybe we can help him. Help Greg. Is it her skin uh, color? Because she is obviously a Hispanic that, that does not so hurt. She, so she's got a darker skin. complexion than, say, Kate Winslet, who I think is very attractive, yeah. but she's very, Me very too. white. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't really matter. There's just certain people, because, you know, it's technically beauty is supposed to be subjective. People say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but it's not really true. There's certain people that the majority of people find attractive. Like Selma Hayek, if she went on a blind date, it's a pretty low chance that some guy's going to be like, oh, Fuck, I got a dog on this one. I really got screwed by my friend. Most guys would be at least just like, well, she's pretty cute. A lot of guys would be thrilled. But like if it was Bella Abzug or... or um, That's really going to make sure. Or B. Arthur. Let's be honest. You know, not hey, many guys would be let's, thrilled let's, if B. Let's, Arthur let's came not, their door. Let's not knock B. Arthur. I like B. Arthur. <laughs> I think I she's down to clown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> down to clown? Yeah. I don't hey, actually know what you're saying. What do you mean by down to clown? I have to speak it somewhat in riddles, given the uh, <laughs> the people that are listening to my conversation. <laughs> you're like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Riddle me this. You, you can't mention clowns around Girl Scouts. You'll frighten them all. No. Um, Selma Hayek. Yeah, B. Arthur. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Selma Hayek, yeah, B. What, Arthur. They're kind I'm of saying. the same. Is be pretty much I've known beautiful people in my life, like we all have, and the majority of people I know also find them attractive. It's not just like, oh, it's willy nilly. But how can you say B. Arthur is not attractive? Why is she not attractive <laughs> to you? Because I've never known anyone who's thought she was attractive. And she married somebody, she had children with somebody. Yes, so somebody. exactly. There's so, some, what makes you say that she's not attractive, everyone. though? What makes you say it, she's not attractive? She's less attractive to the to the populace than certain people like yeah but you brought her up for a reason as an example yeah. so what's your the, reason for saying she's, she's not attractive 
she's one of the few famous actresses you know that's not beautiful, who's allowed to just be funny and like sassy old lady. They usually don't get roles. Almost yeah, but why do you say she's not attractive? What is it about her that makes her not attractive, Greg? Well, maybe she, when she was younger. I've never seen her when she was young. Maybe she was hot as fuck when she was 25. I just found a young picture of a young B. Arthur. She's pretty attractive. She's also in a, it's a mug shot. I don't know what the story is, <laughs> what? Like, but it's young B. Arthur. And she's, you know, standing in front of the, you know, Porky Pig says you're, you know, this tall thing. <laughs> I, I don't know what the story is. I wanted to make sure it was actually the actress and not some other. Some other B. Arthur? Oh, no, she was Porky in the Pig. Marine Corps. No, this isn't a mugshot. She was in the Marine Corps. Oh, okay. And the Marine Corps has a Porky Pig sign? When you well, well, you, know, you need to the... talk to Porky Pig before you join the Marines. If you have, it's like, got... a full conversation, they don't let you in. <laughs> it's like... got the measurements behind yeah, it. Right. But anyway. That's how um, they see if you're tall enough to join the Marines, is they have Porky so Pig sign in there. Back then, women couldn't join the Marine Corps. Or was she, like, a secretary or something? Or... Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my mom was in the Navy. I mean... They just weren't. But they couldn't do shirts. combat. No, of course yeah. not. Okay. Was your mother was, a wave? A whack? Oh no, she would have been a wave in the navy. They're whacks. Yeah, in the she army. was. She was a wave. Oh. That's where she met my dad. But she also was a uh, some sort of I don't know sharpshooter person. So she was a wave, but she also had skills. People, yeah, people would come to my house. And there'd be all these trophies of like guns and targets and stuff They're like wow your dad is some kind of badass i'm like no those are my moms <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad that the military was like oh women can't do combat and your mom's like i'm a fucking sharpshooter here yeah. i can outshoot anyone you guys got I'm like so no, Greg, the last person location. you dated did you find them attractive physically you know what's strange is i've never been so attracted to women it was pure chemistry but i could logically look at her and be like nah if I if I didn't know her, didn't know I had this chemistry with her, I'd just be like, not not that pretty. Yeah. But she was one, once we started dating, I've never been so attracted to a woman so, in my life. So so obviously there's a there's some sort of spectrum or scale or something. There's a certain point where boy or girl, they fall off the cliff, so to speak. <laughs> what? They huh? all, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're inherently unattractive. Like oh, somebody who is yeah. oh, like the oh, elephant these, man. Well, okay. So yeah. So there's yeah. like, that's the far end of it. Like they're just absolutely a freak show, but you know, there are certain things like at a certain point, someone is morbidly obese and they're no longer attractive because they're just too fat, you know, and alternatively, somebody who's in my opinion is too skinny. Um, I think there's a point like meth head, you know, skinny person where it's like they don't look healthy. Then yeah. so so there's different things. So what what other features are there really? I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't find a lot of unattractive people. I mean I think some people are more attractive than others, but I think everybody's got a certain something. There was this sunken eyed meth girl at the convenience store but she had she had kind of a pretty smile looked like <laughs> she put some meat on her she'd be okay at the, the teeth that weren't rotted out of her yeah. skull you mean. no not she yet she was young teeth. she was young still but um you know it was obviously starting to ravage on her a little bit but mm. uh, she wasn't hot she wasn't beautiful but she wasn't 
she was sort of sad. There was a certain sad quality to her that made me want to like, like get her off the streets and give her some soup or something. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of soup? Is that a euphemism? Like, <laughs> I think hey, down the clown with some soup. Yeah. I'd like to give you some soup. Got I'll some clown a, soup for you here. A chicken noodle. Anyway, I'm kind of a sucker for that. Like I've been attracted to girls because they're sad, and like it makes me love them more. I'm dating girls, and I'm like. Oh wow, they've got these like, like hidden levels of sadness. And then it makes me just like want to love them more. Like pity dating? Nah, it's like I really do love them. And it really does intensify the love. I guess I guess I'm a caring nurturer. That's what I am at. Is that what you are? A caring nurturer? Yes, I'm a caring nurturer. And that's why you're asexual. Well, maybe that led to that. I don't know. <laughs> you have, and then you have no about- one now to care or nurture. Yeah. What about people that are attracted to like strange things? Like, isn't there a show where, like, you know, it's like men who are attracted to women that are over six hundred pounds or something? Yeah, there was a I had a, a show like that in the nineties. I don't know. I don't watch what TV. I work, what you I had a, you had a what magazine in the nineties, Greg? When I worked at the newsstand in Chicago, we had full access to every kind of porn, and there was one called Buff. It always Life comes the, back to porn for Greg. Life in the fat lane. And these women weren't, they were just, they didn't even look human anymore naked. They were like, look like alien creatures, like Jabba the Hutt. Like they were 800 pounds and like their thighs were just meld into their waist. Like they just looked insane, but the magazine sold. And I guess there was some guys, there's some guy for everyone. And did some did you ever take everyone. notes of what the people who bought those looked like? Who bought those I don't remember to be honest, and I, I kind of have a feeling I bought it. You know, took it home. For, I got you them for free. One. Well, no, I, I get it. I got magazines for free, but I would. Um, it was just like I had to show everyone. It was like you know, sorry yeah. to say, it was like a freak show. It was like totally. look at this fucking shit. So you, so basically, you were like the the trendsetter for fat shaming, is what you're saying. So you took this magazine home to make fun of all of these really large women. I have to fill time because Greg is frozen right now. His face um, is frozen into this weird kissing look, and his eyes are closed. It's like he's actually smooching us. Um, yeah, I can't hear you guys. <laughs> all right, he's come back to normal now. Right, a little bit. Oh no, he's frozen again. This is always exciting. Can you guys hear me? Because yeah, Greg refuses to get Wi-Fi at home and make it better. But I can uh, hear you. Then there's people that are into feet. Yes. You so know? many fetishes out there. I've never oh, understood yeah. the fetish. But, but I'm just saying it's an, it's, it, it, not from like kink necessarily, although it's part of that, but just things that people find attractive or like no or go or no go. Like the girl looks really great, but she's got just hammer time with her feet. And you're like, uh, no. Well, it's like a, one of those old sayings that she had a well-turned ankle. You know, as a thing that made uh, somebody attracted to a woman was that she had a well-turned ankle back. And I think a large part of that comes from like how much clothing was covering the body that made like a body part attractive, you know, back in the day. Yeah, back in the 80s, me and my friends used to say that. Look at that girl's well-turned ankle. (laughs) The 1880s? And then then it would say, 23's can do. I don't remember the ankle thing. I remember cankles as a thing. People not, as an att- yeah. not as an attractive cankles. thing. That would be an unattractive thing. Yeah, that's an like, unattractive thing. It's yeah. when your calves turn into your ankles. That's what the. But there might are. be. There's probably guys out there. I think that's really hot. There's a little handful of people. Yeah, there's always those you fetishes. Know, you- there's people who have those specific things that they're attracted to. Yeah. 
You know, it's like some people prefer breasts over behinds and some people like behinds over breasts for whatever reason. You know, I've never had a thing for the behind because of what comes out of it. So it's always kind of taking my eyes away from that. I I, kind of like the behind. I I, I don't know that I like it better or more, but like, oh, here's the thing. Remember when we were younger, if a girl had a really large behind, it wasn't like some sort of like thing. Right. I mean, beyond Sir Mix-a-Lot song, it was yeah. just not a thing. Until now, that song, it all changed. Yes. Now it seems like, you know, kids these days, these giant, almost obscene behinds are like, oh, wow. And I'm like, no. I know. And women are getting butt implants, too. Yeah. What I'm the like, hell? I, I, don't, I don't understand that at all. They go to Brazil for them, the Brazilian butt implant. I don't think they have to go to Brazil for them, Greg. They can do them. But that's where they started. Women used to go to Brazil in the 80s and 90s to get them because Brazil like appreciates the butt. It's their national bird. (laughs) Yes. I don't know that that's. I know a Brazilian. I'm going to ask if that's the official bird. (laughs) Bird. They like butts though, and they cannot lie. Did they they grow wings and fly or something? (laughs) They can flap. The cheeks. <laughs> They're landlocked birds like penguins. If you flap them enough together, they can actually have lift off. <laughs> but I was uh, always a butt guy, and I was so. This is how stupid I was when I was a kid. Like I was such a weirdo with women and dating, and I, that's why I was a virgin until I was twenty-two. And I, I, I remember like some girls every now and then would kind of hit on me. I could tell I was like, this girl actually seems to like me. And that never happened often. But there'd be like the skinny little cute girl. And I'd be like, what can I do with her? She has no ass. Fuck it. <laughs> like that's how we're ch- So they're attracted to you, but you're not attracted to them. So you like push them away. But for the stupidest fucking reason, that's what a shallow idiot. I just thought I want a girl with an R crumb ass, like a big round poochy ass. And if I, if I can't get one, then I, I wouldn't even know what to do with a skinny girl. You know, after my first, after my divorce with my first wife, um, and I went into the dating pool like legit. I was trying to be like a, more of a Renaissance man who is willing to like date anyone, regardless of whether I considered them attractive per se. I wanted to give them the opportunity to, I guess, uh, cause me to become attracted to them based upon personality over. And, and that type of right. And eventually, what I found out was you can't really deny what you're attracted to. In other words, it's like I would get to know somebody, I would like them as a person, but I could never really get myself to be into them just strictly based upon personality because there would be some physical attribute that I didn't necessarily like that much or something like that. Like there was one woman I dated, like her shoulders were too wide for me. And I'm like, this is just kind of creeping me out a little bit, you know? So it's like, I couldn't do that. Um, But what were you saying, Brandon? You uh, went YouTube. Uh, I'm, the, the girls are really kind of kicking up the noise down there. So oh. uh, I was going to ask you, like, what's an example? I mean, you know, I, I haven't been on the dating game in 30 years. So All I, have, right. I have a bit of a perverse perspective. I have to go back to the 80s and 90s to think about those sorts of things. Um, I used to find various different ways to let people know I wouldn't date them anymore. Generally, I would use the personality excuse as the reason why, because I didn't really want to hurt their feelings because I didn't find them attractive. So I would just say something to the extent of, 
there are aspects of my personality that will never get along with aspects of your personality. And I think it's best for everybody involved to just end this thing right now. Right. Um, but was it like big noses, messed up teeth, was, you know, too fat, too skinny? It would be like nope. some kind of quirk, you know, it, I, I never really like had an issue. I, I didn't really date anybody who was too big uh, just because I think they weren't attracted to me because <laughs> I was too big, but um I think it was more just some weird thing. Like one woman looked a little too old. And so I, in my mind, I was like, ah, this looks like I would be dating my mother at that age because of this woman's age. And I'm like, that didn't work in my head either. So it was like weird. She reminded you of your mom? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, that can't happen. I'm like, that's Uh, got to be, yeah, or something along those lines. But it's, I think some of these things are like societally based where you, the concept is put in your head that you can't be attracted to them for a particular reason. And, and I think that's what happened with me with a few of those is like, I should have been able to overcome it, but I wasn't able to overcome it. And finally, I just came down to, all right, well, this is kind of what I like in a woman in terms of what I'm attracted to. So I can be okay with that. And I don't have to just feel like I need to be a better person by just dating someone because I think I should be attracted to them as opposed to actually being attracted. I don't know. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, concept. I had I had a girl in high school that was a, that was attracted to me, and um, we went out a couple of times. And the thing about it, she was a she was an attractive girl, but she was also an attractive boy. So she was she was very a very androgynous girl, uh-huh. and she was attractive. You know, there was nothing wrong. But I couldn't get it out of my head. It sometimes out of you know the corner of my eye, it looked like I was dating a twelve year old boy. <laughs> well, it was like the woman I dated briefly who had like the wide shoulders. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a manny a mannish feature, mm-hmm. and I just didn't i i was not attracted to mannish features you know and that kind of gets me sometimes too is i start looking at people's faces and i go how much of her father is in her, her face and how much of her mother is in her face and if i go it's a little too much to her father i'm like okay i'm done i'm like i don't want to do you actually ask for pictures of the mother and father so you can no it's just that oh, sometimes like if you look at somebody's face there's some things which are a little more severe looking that seem more manly than not, you know? And I'm sorry we couldn't have our guest for today because I think he could have added some dimension to this because our guest was uh, a trans advocate activist and uh, probably could help us discuss those issues. But anyway- Well, no, not our guest for today. Guest is coming back in two months. Next year. But uh, anyway, the girl and I ended up becoming very good friends, but it, it never worked out. But I liked her a lot. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you can, and then, you know, it's after dating someone for a while, they become less attractive or they become more attractive based upon, you know, how you get to know them or because of things that they do that suddenly become cute or interesting, you know. Yeah, that she grew up to be an extremely attractive woman who did not look like a 12-year-old boy once (laughs) she was, like, fully grown. Like, I remember seeing pictures of her, I'm like, oh, Wow. And she's like, yeah, I, you know, I changed a lot. I grew my hair out and, you know, I stopped being a punk rocker and I'm now a school teacher, whatever it was. And I was like, wow, she doesn't even look like the same person. Yeah. But yeah. that was she a She transitioned. Huh? She transitioned. I suppose she grew up, you know, I think some guys 
<laughs> and at a certain point, at a certain age, you know, everybody kind of looks similar. Yeah, we all look alike. Yeah, and then it starts changing and it changes at different rates for different people. Well, it is interesting as we get older that, at least for me, that I'm attracted now to older women. Whereas if I had been younger, I would not be attracted to women of that age at all. You know, it's yeah. like it, as you grow with those people, they somehow get better looking. Like I never would have been attracted to women with gray or white hair, but now I find that I actually am attracted to some women like that. You know? I always like that, like the Munsters mother, the mother <laughs> and the Munsters, the Bride of Frankenstein shit. But, but I mean, I, I think you're lucky because there's some guys who never, that never happens and they're still attracted to 21 year olds, you know, when they're 50. Yeah, I've always dated people that have been around my age for the most part. I've never gone really young. I've never gone really older than me. Um, and I think it's just kind of worked out in general that way. But I think it's because I've just never really, really been attracted. It's like I look at young women these days and I'm like, they just seem like they're kids, you know, and it's really hard to kind of get over that concept as well. Like, why would you date a kid? Oh, <laughs> I could I could definitely, if I was a dating kind, I could Well, yeah, you did, it. because you did date a woman who was like 20 years younger. I know, but that was women. more of like a meeting of the minds type relationship. Yeah, uh, it was but, probably a meeting of the pelvises is what it was. <laughs> but I'm sorry, uh, I don't know how to say this. I think I'm just being honest, but there's plenty of 23-year-olds I worked with that like, I didn't see them as kids back when I used to care about these things. I didn't try anything because I knew it would just be gross, but... I was like, fuck. It was fucking hot. Okay. I could, if I was in the game, I could date a 23 year old as long as she was, you know, smart enough. Smart enough for I, you and your, well, some 23 year olds. Your heights of genius? No, I mean, just, you know, a lot of 23 year olds are so like, they're kids, but some of them are like, Emily was 21 years younger than me. Matt knows my friend Emily, uh, my ex girlfriend. And she was like, closer to my personality than any girl I ever dated my age. Like we had so many things in common. And you left there was never a, there was never a generation gap. There was never like, oh she doesn't even know about this. This fucking 26 year old doesn't know shit. She was brilliant. What, did she, she get into your was she into your comic book collection? She loved comic books too on top of that. So that's what like made her more attractive to you. And it was every band I liked, she liked. She loved Elvis Costello. She loved Guided by Voices. She loved all this random so shit. That I why are you not with her? She, she moved, moved to the East Coast. And I couldn't afford to move. <laughs> he couldn't afford mentally to move. He could have actually found a way to afford it. But yeah, what is what? it to like borrow money from my sister and sure. be dead. Yeah, they would have um, done it. You know they would have done it. I could well to be honest, I Emily think could our, have paid for it too if she really wanted we you to go. We didn't have a deep chemistry. We uh -huh. I love her to this day almost more than anyone I've ever known. But also, like you know, as boyfriend girlfriend, it wasn't the best as you far say as that. it wasn't deep. What do you mean by deep? The, did I say deep? Uh, yes. I'm, you said it wasn't a deep chemistry. Okay, We're well, it wasn't physical? a strong chemistry. It was uh, the sex wasn't that good i think for either of us emily are you watching this he's coming clean now i know god damn it <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure she'll never hear this but if she does sorry emily it's the truth i'm sorry <laughs> you just went that great you, though, sack, emily but you were my no it wasn't her it was just the chemistry 
Oh, it's the chemistry. That's it. The chemistry. No, you can't blame someone else. It's just some people just don't have chemistry together. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's not that thrilling. And yet you loved her more than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. For who she is, her personality and her brilliant mind. Uh-huh. I fucking love her brain, man. Brain. Did you fondle her brain, her brain often? I would have if it was healthy, if it wouldn't have endangered <laughs> her life. <laughs> Welcome to another man. episode of Greg's Tormented Love. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good segue into uh, the cooking episode, the cooking segment show. It's going to be a brain recipe. Is he cooking brains? <laughs> I've cooked brains. It's not hard. <laughs> well, uh, no, I don't think it's a brain recipe this week. It's something, but uh, here we'll just. Who's, uh, the, we'll... who's this guy again? Uh, Waspy Soda Pop. No, this guy on your screen. Oh, this is the bad karaoke singer. Oh, is this? Am I, am I like sharing the wrong part of the screen? Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know supp- it's just supposed to be the uh, the the sound, the audio for crying out loud. There was right. a lot of That's... hate for whoever that very white looking guy was. With I hate shirt. that guy. <laughs> He, and you know those people singing, how to hold a microphone properly. And you know he's singing Dave Matthews while he's holding that mic wrongly. Why do you have a problem with Dave Matthews, Greg? Because everyone does. He's terrible. No, everyone does it. He's not terrible. But why do you have an issue with it? Give us a reason <laughs> what, why you think it's terrible. Because in my opinion, he's yes. fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, like giving a reason why it's terrible. Does that make though. it better? No, I don't like Dave Matthews either. You want a reason? Shitty songs. Yeah, well, okay. What sucks. makes them shitty? Why do they suck? I don't know. They just do. Smash into you. That's him, right? Uh, crash into you. Crash right? into you. Whatever the hell. Yeah. That's Smash. dumb. Those are dumb lyrics. And I can't stand his voice. I don't know why he sings like that or what he's trying to do. Like, let me see. That, that grunge thing was happening for a while. Maybe if I turn the wah wah pedal on my voice up and try to do. Uh, any better on lewds and acid at the same time <laughs> and strum a guitar and talk about look up the skirt and show their world to me that, that's a song oh, that guy's terrible what would you say <laughs> see that's how you do it greg i mean brendan has very specific reasons as to why he doesn't like it but you had nothing other than you just don't like i don't it. need one it's just the songs suck I don't need one. And you you needed really one because I because I asked for one. That's why so you needed I, one. And I said his songs suck. He can't write a good song. So. <laughs> okay, fine. All Maybe right, it's, t- it's time for uh, our food segment. Here we go. Food is for eating. Food is for eating. Food is for eating with Waspy Soda Pop. Hey there, everybody. It's me, Waspy Soda Pop, with a brand new recipe for you. This is easy. This is simple sugar cookies that time of the year everybody loves cookies well right now you're gonna get some simple ones to make because you know we don't want to make things difficult so anyway for your ingredients you're gonna get two and three quarter cups of all-purpose flour you get one teaspoon of baking soda half a teaspoon of baking powder one cup of butter softened i like that irish butter because it's got the accent then you want to get one and a half cups of sugar get yourself a half a cup of sugar ants one platypus egg those are hard to find and then one teaspoon of vanilla extract and you know if you can squeeze those from the vanilla nipples that's probably the best way to get it but otherwise you can just buy it in the bottle from the grocery store all right so first step you're going to preheat your oven to 375 degrees 
And for you Canadians out there, convert it however, because no one likes you. Anyway, in a small bowl, you stir together flour, baking soda, baking powder. Set that aside. In a large bowl, because that'll be bigger than the small bowl, you'll have to decide what that actually means to you. Because, you know, they're all relative. you got small, you got large, you know, whatever. I don't know, maybe the size of your head. Anyway, you want to cream together the butter and sugar until smooth. You're going to grab your platypus egg and your vanilla extract, beat that in, gradually blend in the dry ingredients. That includes your half a cup of sugar ants. And you can get those pretty much anywhere. They're usually probably crawling on your counter. You roll rounded teaspoonfuls of dough into the balls, place those onto ungreased cookie sheets. And then for step three, you bake to eight to 10 minutes in the preheated oven. Don't you worry about them ants. They're not going to go nowhere. They're going to stay right in there. So you, again, you bake it till golden. Let them stand on the cookie sheet two minutes before removing to cool on the wire rack. So you get your simple sugar cookies, get a little extra protein, got your platypus egg, makes it all good. Mm -mm. This is Waspy Soda Pop, and this is Food is for Eating. Well, there we go. Platypus eggs and sugar ants today. Sugar ants for protein. Although I think my favorite part really was the uh, vanilla nipples. I think that's the... Uh, yeah. The one I was unfamiliar with the most. Yeah, I kind of like the sugar ants. And those are those little ones, right? Those little tiny, tiny ones. Is that what yes, we're talking about? The ones that just, they never go away. Once they wind up in your house, they're just there forever. For whatever that reason, he's so the pop. He's so crazy. He's so wacky. <laughs> he's a wacky dude. Uh oh, now Brendan's frozen. All those piss ants. <laughs> Am I? Piss well, no, ants. You, you, you came back. That was good. Uh, piss ants, I think it would be a different recipe. That would be for like lemon cookies. Uh, it would be a different recipe, but those little those little tiny ants that you get in the kitchen, which I think is what you're referring to. Yeah. Um, my mom called them piss ants, and I don't know why. Never did. I, I, you know, they're, they're called sugar ants as far as I know because they do go after things that are sweet, but I think that they're also That soda pop is a culinary kook. <laughs> He's a gastronomical a goofball. Oh, yes? Anymore? <laughs> Any more no. alliteration you want to do with cooking terms, Greg? No, I can't think of any more. <laughs> it's like, uh, when I use the gastronomic, I can't do anything else with a G. Uh, gourmet, gourmand, oh, I can't use those either. Darn it. It's very sad. All right, so back to what's attractive. What could be attractive? What could be? Yes, what, 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 what there, there should be a way to like make people who are generally unattractive in, in life make them the norm for attractiveness, like the non-symmetrical people, the ones like the elephant man, like make the the overly grown skull structure good looking for people. You know, because there's some cultures where if you're overly fat, you're obese, it's considered attractive because it, it signifies wealth, that, uh, that you have a lot of money. And so that creates like a, an attractiveness for some people is the size of an individual so something that could cause people that we would consider to be ugly or bad looking to be attractive in some of their culture I mean, because there are those other cultures where the women have those big plates in their lips um and that's considered like an attractive quality to some men and there's like a you know, a Japanese woman in the geisha culture where they would bind their feet because that was yeah, considered attractive but that's to, so stupid that's shitty well, well, we have we have gauges now. I mean, and that's mostly a guy thing, isn't it? No, I think women do it too. Well, I think women do it too, but I mostly see guys do it. 
What's a gauge again? Is that like when you shove something in your dick? No, no, no. That's those big stupid plates in your ear thing. Those are the most unattractive things, especially when they take them out and you got a big floppy, nasty thing. I can't believe it, but apparently women found them attractive or guys would have stopped doing it. Don't know. Or they just do it for the sake of uh, appearance because they like how it looks. They don't necessarily care. That I think everything guys do is because they want to get laid. So (laughs) Everything. Pretty everything much. everything they do is so they go take a league that's all about getting laid. Michelangelo yeah. painted the Sistine they Chapel. their nose his, to get laid. He had his eye on a young altar boy. Michelangelo probably did that all to impress some altar boy in the church that uh-huh. he wanted to bang. Yeah. Yeah. But he said everything the guy does is designed. Everything. Yeah. Your job, so. your career, you were like, hey, ladies will like this. I'll make some this, money. This podcast we're doing, us talking to each other. This yes. is all about us trying to get laid by well, you got a lady. You got a lady, so you're good. Yeah. But I'm Why do you think this. I'm still on the show. I'm <laughs> yeah. so trying to leverage this into that. <laughs> it's crazy. You're trying to impress Holly. No. So you have more date nights. No, I'm trying to like, you know, expand my 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 resume in case. He's know, trying to get goes. groupies, is what he's saying. Yeah, it, it, you know, something oh, goes man. south. I have to have a plan B, is what I'm saying. And I need <laughs> there's gonna be a head. I sense a head whack coming any minute. <laughs> you know, I can always say, "Hey, baby, you know, I got a podcast. I'm a podcaster, <laughs> and I blog. I mean, I'm so cool. I'm like self-employed. I'm self-employed. I work in my underwear." <laughs> <laughs> And I write Star Trek slash fiction in my spare time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All about the fan fiction. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think if we could find a way to um, cause the Elephant Man to become attractive, I think then we've got it We've got it made. We can. Well, it would be a, be- a beautiful world. It, I mean, that's what makes so much shit about love and romance so shitty is like, if literally looks didn't matter. So uh-huh. many women have told me that in my life and they're full of shit. Because it's like, oh, how come you always dating good-looking guys? You keep saying this, and yet every guy you date is pretty fucking good-looking. Because you're what about blind so you women and blind men. What do you think they uh, go for? The, is maybe the symmetry like in their hands? Skin? Yeah, because they touch your face, right, to see how you look. And maybe they're just as shallow as us. They're like, oh, the skin is so smooth. Uh, the skin's rough. I'm not going to date this guy. Fuck well, it. I mean, they're just as human as we are, obviously. So they're they're going to have some ugly aspects of their personalities too so are they yeah, just human or are they subhuman that <laughs> why would you even say that greg to be controversial oh yes oh just so you guys know um i i've added three words to our our banner on youtube so it's like controversial irreverent and intoxicating are like now the three words Intoxicated, right? No, not intoxicated. Intoxicating. So, because you think it would be intoxicated, but no. And intoxicating is over your face, so that's what makes it most appropriate. (laughs) They're going to contact high from listening to me. That's right. From looking at you, I feel drunk just listening to Greg. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're going to catch my slurring. Well, I've been working with this uh, YouTube marketer guy. He's he's definitely been effective because we've now gotten like over 2,000 hours of listen time from people out there. 
based upon like uh, from these YouTube ads that we put out. From 10 year olds in Cambodia who are changing. How many subs do we have? To listen one, to our podcast. One, one new subscriber, and I think it was him. But it's not, we weren't really pushing for subscriptions, though. We we're just pushing for hours because we we're looking at trying to get the, the channel monetized. And so to get YouTube monetized, you have to get a 4,000 hours of listen time and then 1,000 subscribers. So if the first thing is get the hours in and then working on the subscribers. subscribers. And we have one? We got no, one. We more we than got, one, dude. Well, no, we got one over the course of the last couple we of weeks. Them? We have a How total of 141. 141. Yeah, so we're I'm like amazed. we're like nearly 20% there. So I only have 14% three there. siblings. How how can that be true? Well, I worked for a while to get that first hundred subscribers because it, once you get a hundred subscribers, you can have a um, specialized uh, URL for your channel. Yes. So I was asking a lot of friends on Facebook to sub and Are I was they doing, attractive subscribers? Uh, some of them are attractive, and I think I may have gotten at least two with neurofibromatosis, but I'm not sure. That's no, possible. A few uggos. Yeah, a few with like uh, major deformities that um, I cultivated for this purpose just so that I could, you know, make them feel like I, I attracted to them and they'll just give me money. Uh, I'd like to that. share something with you guys. I have yeah. this character I made a comic strip about. His name's Captain Ugly, and he. It's a superhero. It's really Captain Ugly, ugly. does goes, he have a theme song? I actually, yeah, my band had a song called Captain Ugly, which was based on the comic strip that I wrote. I would cannibalize oh. my shit all the time. Okay. So he would go around at night and his prey was attractive people. And he, he had like battery acid and scalpels. And if he saw some pretty people, it'd like scar their faces and pour acid on their faces. And then he would tell them, now you'll be judged by your own merits. And that was the happy ending of every Captain Ugly episode. Isn't that in the Swanknabus? It is. Oh, I can't show it, it to anybody. It's not it's not showing up on the screen. There we go. This is yeah. Greg's comic book, everybody, backwards. I guess that was kind of a commercial for my comic. Subconscious, I didn't need to. You're, you're like cannibalizing uh, the book that you gave away for free. Yeah. And but we did have a song called Captain Ugly, and it was one of our hit songs, if you can call any of our songs a hit. Yeah, how did it go? What's the chorus? I'm not gonna. I can't. You know, you've got Brendan like masturbating for some reason. Okay, I'm Captain. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly I'm how I met. Night with my battery acid and a stolen scalpel knife. I'm coming to your town. I'm gonna equalize. I'm gonna find the pretty people. Gonna cut them down to size. That was it. And Sorry, then he went, boy. tyranny is beauty. And after that. <laughs> I should have added that. <laughs> All right. Have we exhausted this client for today? Have we, uh, have we, have we given it enough direction? Have we given it enough attention? I could go on for weeks about this topic. But you've had these lulls. So it doesn't seem like you could go on. I for don't weeks. think you can. Cause I don't know what there really is to say. I mean, to be honest, Yes, there are, you know, supermodels and famous actresses, and there's that level. But that's not most people. Most yeah. people at the grocery store, are, you know, aren't Margot Robbie or something. There's fucking people at the grocery store. And yeah. if you're living your life, you're going to find those people attractive in one way or another. So I don't know. 
Yeah, so I mean, maybe we the client name should be changed to "We All Have Low Standards." Well, look, you know, I, I'm I, one of the, my my uh, you know I'm working on my motivational uh, speaker gig, and uh, you know, <laughs> yes. I really I really think that the problem with most people is that they don't lower their standards enough. And if you lower, <laughs> you just continue to lower your standards, you're going to hit a place where you're happy, which is really all you're trying to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole life. I just be dating paramecium at that point. I'm pretty content. I'm content being a dishwasher. Then then what else do you need? That's what most people are searching for. What Greg needs is in his uh, his mug is what he needs. He needs I do kind of need that's what he is most attracted to is Holocaust whiskey. That is his great shakes. His his great love affair. I don't have the Holocaust whiskey anymore. I have the Faux whiskey. Faux whiskey. Fake wine. That's twenty one. Oh, you're doing the wine. It's that wine has, that has like the odor of whiskey near it, or something like that. It's like wafted across the top of the wine. It's, it's, it's bizarre how they do it. It's twenty one percent alcohol. Uh, Is it like a malt? But it's a good change for me. And what's wine though? It is grape wine specifically. So you're turning into a wine. That's what the bottle says. So you're going from being whatever you were before yeah. to a wino. So then you've got all those. Yeah, know, there's, there's rummy. Sulfites or sulfur or whatever it is. And wine, the, the headache, the wine hangovers are the worst. What's the opposite of a connoisseur, Greg? A connoisseur? Yes, what's the opposite of a connoisseur? It's somebody who um, just will eat anything. Well, so a garbage like can. So you are a wine garbage can is essentially what you are. Yeah, I, I used to drink Franzia in the box. Oh, the world's most popular one. Franzia. It's pretty harsh, man. But I think there is a word for that because isn't there? There's gourmet and gourmand, mm-hmm. which I'm definitely gourmand. Yes, so you're garbage con is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the opposite of connoisseur is. Uh, I don't know, just not a snobby asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, that's there's... it. Not yes. a pretentious. It's called a wine. It's called a wino, is what it's called. Go, going back to yeah, my yeah. earlier, you know, part of my my shtick here is that, you know, there's studies have shown that people who are connoisseurs of stuff, coffee coffee snobs or food snobs, are some of the most unhappy yeah. people by survey around because they're constantly dissatisfied. Um, and versus yeah. somebody who just, you know. So he's like a wine snob. I mean, how much money and how much effort is it going to make them happy? Whereas, you know, a beer bitch, you know, you get her a six pack of Miller Lite or Natty whatever, and she's fine. Rainier. That's the kind of pe- yeah, yeah, Rainier. Those are the kind of people that you need in your life. That's what you need to strive to be. Forget the connoisseur and the snob. The salt of the earth is what he's saying. I like, hate to drag Lavana back into this. <laughs> But Matt, you've told me that Lavana can stand karaoke because she really knows how to sing and she has perfect pitch. So it's torture for her to hear people like me get up there and sing karaoke and butcher shit. Well, she gets concerned about the destruction of their vocal. She gets concerned about the destruction of their vocal cords because of their improper singing technique. So she hears people actually just. She hears them destroying their throats. Perfect. That's what you You've told me that she corrects you. When you think you're singing pretty good, she's like, ah, Matt, you're still a little flat on that note. Most people wouldn't even notice, but Lavana's talented enough that she notices. So that could be kind of torturous for her. <laughs> that could be like everything sounds shitty to her because she knows better. 
she knows what a you know perfect song should sound. Yeah, that and she doesn't. Why were you doing that? Because you were doing it. Well, no, I was. You 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 often have your fingers close to the camera, so you have gigantic hands. Listen to me, Matt Pratchy. Let me show one more thing right here. Right there is my finger. I didn't even know I was doing it. That's so weird. I thought I was holding my chin the whole time. Not the whole time. But, you know, occasionally no, you. occasionally I, your hand will come out and you'll no, do this and it gets larger and larger. I believe I want to do a whole show where we just... We just take... Things. We move ourselves around. It's just the hand. And then yeah. we just, like, talk this way. And it's no, not actually just, us talking. No, I think this hand. is going to be my new thing. Look, check it out. It's all black behind Hello me. There. It's just my hand is well lit. Hello there, everyone. My name is Mr. Hand. You look Get like a good some one. creature that lives a thousand feet under the surface of the ocean. Like, with it's all pale. It's some weird fish. It's a thousand feet under the surface is veneer, is what it is. Anyway, all right. Well, I think we have exhausted the topic of whatever it was. Tyranny is beauty. Beauty is tyranny. Tyranny tyrants, is beauty. Tyrants are beautiful. There's beautiful tyrants. Death to all beautiful tyrants. <laughs> Six semper butanus. Kill, Who's kill the most beautiful tyrant. What? Who was the most beautiful tyrant? Cleopatra. That's my theory. Was she a or, tyrant? Or Catherine, Catherine the Great. I think I'm gonna go with Catherine the Great. I don't know that I don't know that Cleopatra was a tyrant, technically. Yeah. Well, I think she was just the didn't she have a king? She didn't rule Egypt, did she? Cleopatra? Or did she? She did. She was she had an affair with Julius Caesar, though. I know. No, I Mark thought Anthony, it was somebody, but Mark Anthony. Both of but them. But did she? But she. So she, there was no king involved. She was the sole queen, like Queen Victoria. Like there was. Well, a, she had a sister that I think she had killed or something, so that she could oh, become. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, that's kind of rotten, but maybe her sister, she was a tyrant. She enslaved all those people to make pyramids. Did she? I don't think no, she made the pyramids, was, Greg. That was that was, was much earlier. That was a long they time had, before. Slaves, though. She had a lot of enslaved. That's like saying Trump killed the Great Wall of China. I mean, it's like. What? Is it like saying that? And he did I'm it all saying, by himself with I'm one brick. The, literally almost the amount of time between Cleopatra and when those fucking pyramids were built is that fucking long. Hey, do you know where the pyramids are? What? Well, there's one in Las Vegas. I know what? the Luxor. What? 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 The I Las stayed Vegas. there. The Luxor. No, just, it's a good place. I, I just to literally. Set. Sorry, mm -hmm. I thought that like they kept mm -hmm. building pyramids. I didn't know the pyramids stopped. Oh yeah, there's, there's pyramids power. all over the place. There's pyramids in people's cars. No there's pyramids Egypt. everywhere in Egypt. Egypt. Yes. Yeah, they didn't stop making them. They just made them all over the place. Matter right, the all the buildings were now, pyramids. I thought they did. Matt, I thought some of them crumbled. It's just been belligerent. I think the show is over. That's right. When I started going on a rant on some ridiculous thing that Greg says, it's time to end the it show. It wasn't ridiculous. When did the keep making pyramids? Value has gotten the, the entertainment value has gotten close to zero when it comes to uh, <laughs> you know that. Usually, yeah. our entertainment value, according to the analytics on YouTube, goes down at about eleven minutes, and that's when everybody, everybody disappears. <laughs> About eleven, about eleven minutes in, they're like, "See ya." Although we have had a number of that people have lasted all the way. Like for some reason, the bullets, burgers, and ballots one, um, we have a lot of retention on that episode where people listen to it all the way through. 
I don't know why, but for some reason that we were was enticing. Well, we were basically doing that was the one where it was the election was happening. You know, it was the the electoral college votes were coming in at that time. So we were doing it kind of in real time. So I think that may be once these ads started running, that people went, Oh, this is kind of interesting. It's it's like we we created a little historical moment with that particular episode because we were talking about what was going on at the time, you know. So I just want to say I do not think that is interestingly true. enough. That's my um a friend yes. in need, a friend indeed is one of the top viewed shows. Yes, and that, that just, one also has a long listener uh, retention on that one too, strangely enough. And that was just you and Greg. That was just great. Yeah, I think it's also the guys choosing particular episodes to advertise. So I guess he liked the goats on that one. Goats but, are fun. But the fact that people are actually listening all the way through is kind of an interesting point as well. You know, where some of them were as a lot of views, they don't necessarily listen all the way through. Some of them are dropping out at 30 seconds, like right after our intro, they're gone. So that'll be a kind of change guys, as well. I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I rarely don't listen to the whole thing. So I think that's a bad sign about the quality of our podcast. Yeah, but that's only if everybody was like you, Greg. Well, no, I like what, what do you mean? I listen to podcasts. I don't generally drop out after 11 minutes of an hour long podcast. You say right. you do. No, he says he's I, like I you. don't. He's like, yeah, you. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, exactly. like That's what right. I was saying. That's I'm like was Matt, saying. who doesn't listen to podcasts, but I was saying I don't drop out either. Is a podcast I... expert. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I don't drop out after 11 minutes ever. I don't drop out after 30 minutes. I, right, that's that's the audio really portion. Bad. I'm talking about for video purposes, that's where people drop out. Because you guys don't watch the video feeds. You listen to the podcast for the audio platform. Yeah. So that's the difference. So do I don't we, have those animals. What about the listening? Oh, the listening, just listening doesn't tell you if people drop off. Doesn't tell you when they stop I, you know, listening, when they, you, when they walk out of it. I mean, if... If you look at the, the views on our YouTube channel, it's all just basically pouring out these low-talent people from this music guy. You got, you know, you got the Max model with number one. Then you got the, the record producer guy number two after your TikTok video. Then then uh, the, some, the rock guy that you guys wanted to have make a big album. And then that chick that was so self-absorbed by the pool or wherever she was. She was your favorite. Then, the, then the, you and her. Oh, she's my favorite. Then you and Greg. Then I understand this. Then the guy from Jane's Addiction. Then Fedora Jones or whatever the hell that guy's name was. Fedora Johnny Jones. Two-tone. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Arrow. <laughs> Those are our top like ten shows. <laughs> oh, and then it was the last one I couldn't hear. Is... Arrow, 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 and then yeah. after Arrow, in terms of views, is um, the slightly Asian guy with long hair. I missed that one. I don't know what he was talking about. He wasn't slightly Asian. He was pretty full on Asian. Was he full slightly, on Asian? Slightly Asian. Nothing slight about his Asianness. <laughs> 
Josh Azali, I believe is no, actually the, uh, the, the guy from New Jersey, um, the, the gay performer, he had a pretty popular episode too. And people would listen to that one almost all the way through as well. So that was a, a well attended. Which one? The one with, uh, Ike Avelli. Oh, the guy was flirting with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Schmear to queer that one. Yeah. But slightly, but one view more than him is, uh, werewolf guy. Uh, that Mark Morales. Mark Morales. Yeah. Well, you know, but you need to give him credit because he went along with you on the incinerator. Like uh, he was. No, he was, I, he I was actually of, of 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 these shows, that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, Arrow was fantastic. I, <laughs> I'm really disappointed I missed that one, and the very Asian-looking guy who did something. I'm not sure what he does. Or he was the, delightful, though. I love that kid. Yeah, I'm sure he was sweet. He was so such a. That's what we do. We we interview sweet people. I don't mean. What are we looking for, really? We're looking for people that may or may not stick around for the second half of the show. (laughs) That's basically. It's like, are you are you good enough to hang? Basically, is what we're looking for. Okay, I'm just saying, if we're really, if we really care about these stats, Uh we should probably look at what we're doing. What are we doing? That's my question. (laughs) <laughs> you brought up the fact that people drop off after 11 minutes or whatever and I'm just saying well if that's what's happening then I'm kind of with Greg there must be something we should change about what we're doing well there's going to be a minor change starting with this particular episode after I edit it which is we're not going to have the recorded intro till after we do the actual intro of the show so in other words it's going to be now where we when we announce the client and the guest name and then we'll have the recorded intro and then go into the actual show. That'll be like the new thing because that'll be attractive more to um, YouTube viewers because um, that will get them engaged with what the topic will be sooner. Allegedly, according to the marketing guy. Like so werewolves. They'll be like, wow, they're talking about werewolves today. Awesome. Yeah, well, well, not only that, um, the change will be in the title on YouTube, too. So as opposed to me having the S3 and client number, blah, blah, it'll be the actual client name to start yeah, with yeah. and have the S2 and client number at the end because nobody's yeah. looking to see about clients. So, you know, which isn't necessarily going to, like, create some huge wave, but it may add you know, viewers and may cause people to be more interested in who knows. We'll find out. I'd like to tie the client all into this discussion and say, apparently we should, we should have more attractive people on our show, like Arrow. No, well, like Sherry. Apparently there was she's a very, the most, she's the most exactly popular Sherry one. Too. Yeah. Yeah, Sherry's like Arrow. in a different category. Of <laughs> Sherry's been number one all along ever since her episode. Wow. She's Canadian. Why do we have her back? We're gonna call her back. She would probably come on in a heartbeat. I'm sure she would. Suppose I believe next week we do have a a Canadian singer coming on. So uh Oh right. So like Celine Dion. Celine Dion. uh, No, this is a woman though who has been nominated for like three or four Juno awards. So a Juno? Well, that's like the Canadian (laughs) Grammy. So Oh. Wow, that's wow. like so Canadian Super Bowl. That's like the Lithuanian group. <laughs> so, so it, women, woman next week who's going to be on our show, yes, we're shitting all over whatever um, <laughs> credibility you have. 
before you come you just, on. I just, I, just, just, I just want to make sure that the, the, the publicist has set his clock back so he knows what time it is in the world. <laughs> well, it's a and shame. I really, I really need an update on the flooded, the immediately suddenly flooded apartment. And I'll give you both yeah. 10 bucks if he shows up in February. Well, um, he said he would definitely be showing up in February because it was his suggestion. Can you call him right now live and say, how's the flooding going? Are you okay? I don't have his phone. On? I don't we have need, his phone We need a number. flooding update. But we'll definitely Where, address that next time. Yeah. This will at least give us all time to listen to all of his songs on his album. By that. I can't that wait. Was... I listened to two of them. It was, you listened uh, to two? I did. I, I listened Due to half. I listened to half I listened the to album, one. actually. I listened, I listened to, half to the interlude. I listened to half of one song. No, I listened to Interlude, which was which is shorter. like a minute long. Yeah. Yeah. And then I listened to whatever the yeah. next one at Spotify served up. Something about a shopping cart, I think. Yeah, I was surprised that she's on the work he's on the work tour. Ooh, you said Van, she. It was Van's. No, work I tour. didn't. I didn't. I uh, said something else. No, mm-hmm. but he's on the work tour. And yeah. I, see, I thought the work tour is all like punk and shit. And it was well, like, that was not punk at all. Well, you know, I listened to a number of things that the, the kid had uh, put out over the last few years, and he's got like some punk sounding stuff as well as oh. like other different sounding stuff. So it's like, I think I was thinking of like a cross between like Blink 182 and like My Chemical Romance, but also with like Drake and Justin Bieber thrown in there too. So, what like, the this fuck weird, are you talking about? I'm saying these are all elements that I heard in his music. So oh, I, I'm gonna have to listen to some other music because I didn't hear any of those bands. In not in that most current album. Most current one yeah. is more like a Drake Bieber thing, but um, and maybe a little Twenty One Pilots as well for uh, the new stuff. But the later My stuff. My Chemical Romance and what's the other one you said? Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, but that's very, like his more earlier stuff. So very similar. Very yeah, similar not that bands. he's that old. I mean, it would have been like in the last five or six years. But at the very least, the kid's been performing for like six years and he's toured the country. So I got to give him a little bit of credit, at least a little tiny bit. So anyway, we're still recording the show. Everyone, That's the only credit you're going to give him a tiny bit. We're, we're going to give him credit. Well, he does have at least one song that's had over a, nearly two million views on YouTube. So he definitely gets credit. For I that. think it's fantastic. Yeah, and, so. You know, that's great. I, I, and I just you want to. He, there's a lot of interview shows on podcasts and if you listen to podcasts you know like 90% of them are interview shows so we're not breaking any new ground here and then the people we have are all over the place so we're not really breaking any ground there either wait that's well how would saying. we how would we break ground we're already doing stuff that's groundbreaking brendan how can you say that we're not breaking new ground we're totally breaking new ground every single <laughs> show Okay, we're the one we right. do annoy the Every, guests more than our any format other is much different from other interview shows, Brendan. You know yeah. that. I mean, how can you say really? it? Really? I mean, seriously, seriously, it's the way we do things is definitely different. Well, Matt wouldn't even know because he doesn't listen to podcasts. But I was going to say just, this is based on his. That's how I know it's different because I don't listen to any other ones. It's based on his survey of nothing. Survey of one. No, but I hear podcasts and they do just interview them very straight and like very boring and typical they don't make them sit for half an hour and talk about werewolves so give us that we do have that to our credit so then why don't we lead with that why don't we just skip the whole shit about what's your record deal and how what what 
growing up in Canada, what was that like? Who gives a yeah. shit? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, you've got a record. Here's your three minute pitch. Good. Now we're going to talk about werewolves. That would be different. I would agree with that. But That's no, a one's good even, suggestion. no one's even getting to the werewolf part because they're dropping out at 15 minutes. They're ha- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're halfway into Arrow talking about how she's never seen The Godfather. And they're like, whatever. Well, I'll know better once we have this <laughs> next round of ads going through in terms of what people are listening to and where they do drop off. Because like I said, there are a number of episodes where they do listen the whole way through. So you're selling yourself too short. Well, I'd be interested to, I never sell myself short because I'm not. But <laughs> I'd be interested to know which shows. Right huh? Are you talking about your dick right now? Was that no, I'm not, be, I'm, not, I'm not actually doing oh, that. I'm, I'm just saying, I'd short. be interested. I think we should take this, this money that you're spending yes. seriously and consider if there are shows that they're listening all the way through, we should consider which what, what makes that show unique. And well, we are coming news, up to the not. end. We are coming up to the end of our third season by the end of December. So we can certainly take all of these uh, new ideas and determine if we want to do like a format shift again at that Does stage. it have to be the end of the third season? Is it, is no, it, it could uh, be at the beginning of the fourth season. Or it could be now. Yeah, I don't I, I would I would rather have things that are basically the same within a, a, a structure stay that way, and then we shift right, the next right. round. We have to have continuity no, for our listeners. Yeah, you some radical bastard. The 10 people yeah, that listen to us couldn't deal with a sudden change. We have what? three I billion. You're not allowed to say 10 people. Remember, Brendan, you don't like it when I say stuff with low numbers like that. So three billion. Yeah, because it's dumb. Matt, I'm only giving you shit because I have a lot of OCD and retentive things, but that's pretty weird. We have to wait to the next season to do any It's not that we teams. have to wait. It's just that it gives a lot more data that we can work with by that. That is all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, we could change data. things at any time that we want. You know, we could just, we could just, have you been uh, mining data? only, we could only, we could, we could just talk in like uh, animal noises if we wanted the entire episode. We can do whatever we want, Greg. We could just grunt at each other if we chose. We could just keep our, we could put Even our fingers, the third season we starts? could keep our fingers on our noses the entire episode and never move them from that spot. We could do whatever we want at this, like right now. You I could do it right like now. This the whole episode? You could, you could do that. You like could make that, episode? you could, you could just. Have like fingers flying in front of your face as much as you want. Certainly, all of those things could happen immediately, or we can just wait. So, which I'm okay with. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, it's, you got to kind of give things time to figure out what's working, what's not working. I mean, we know what doesn't work for Brendan. So, that's good. That is information that has been, you know, it's assimilated, oh. it will be addressed. You know, well, they don't work with me either. I've told you this many times, right? I, and we had and we did a format change, so again, it's just it's yeah. testing things. Like, what, what's the big rush? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what well, the big rush is, why we can't wait for more information we'll be, to come in because I want to be rich sooner. And I know as soon as you do this format change, we'll be millionaires. Well, if we'll you want to be rich Rogan. sooner, you need to be on top of more things. That's what's got to happen, Greg. You got to take a lot more responsibilities. I guess, I, because so, only you okay, can figure yeah, out what I'll will make honest, us more money. What was that, Brendan? It isn't about the money. Only you can prevent. It isn't about money. the money for me. Sorry. 
it isn't about the money for me. It's about having a good time because that is literally the only reason I do this. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't. Exactly. And then secondly, after having a good time, I'd like to feel like we have a growing listenership. And if oh. it's not, then, then, then what the hell? Then, then literally, who gives a shit? And well, we ha- here and who said we don't have a growing... I never said we didn't have a growing listenership. So how many how many people? I'm looking at the listeners right. I'm looking at like YouTube, but I don't know. Well, like I said, we literally have just now gotten two thousand hours of listening. That's happened. That's incredibly huge. Two weeks ago, we had three hundred hours of listenership. How much money did you spend in advertising? That's beside the point. Okay. <laughs> that's not something that has to be talked about on the podcast fair enough i'm just saying it's not like we did some sort of groundbreaking interview that just shot the no no but but it also comes down to getting us in front of people and that's what's changing is we're getting ourselves in front of more people and that's what seems to be growing is that people are actually listening to more of it allegedly you know as far as I can tell based upon the analytics that I'm getting through YouTube. So that's why things are not stagnant at this moment. You know? So I get you guys' point. I totally do. I know how you I know how you feel about the guests. I know that. But at the same time, I kind I even like somebody like Arrow. I like yeah, I like them all. I actually like every single person we talk to. I got it. What? I don't dislike them. That's not the point. Uh-huh. I just, some are more entertaining than others. That will like always the guy be the case. With the clown hotel, the guy with the clown hotel was entertaining. We should be able to know that Arrow is not going to be that entertaining. But we wouldn't I know until we, we actually talked to her. Oh come on! What? <laughs> she was she was a last minute replacement, is what she was. Okay, so maybe I'm being unfair to her. Let's talk about somebody else. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> okay. saying there is a certain amount of like, oh yeah, that's probably not going to be entertaining. I just have this horrible image in my mind that Arrow liked our show and listens to it every week. <laughs> and how many times we brought her up in a negative light? She's a she's a, she's a masochist. She loves it. She's like, oh, they're talking bad about me. I have not spoken man. bad about that girl at all. It's, I've left that I up have, to other people. Yes. I know. And he wasn't even on the show I with her to bad really... bath her. Nope, I wasn't. But he Shandy Pants has based upon Brendan's perspective. So, anyway. Oh, oh, oh God. Now we're, now we're gonna... Everything is my fault because I've influenced everyone. Okay. <laughs> if you want to have... If you want to have that much responsibility, Brendan, you can. You can go he, ahead and have that. He could have had his own opinion because he's a human being. He he was obviously like I, I did some Svengali thing to convince him <laughs> that the chick that had never seen The Godfather uh, was really not an actress. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is that if we hadn't talked to her, we wouldn't know that there are people like that out there. So I it becomes that some, much I more can, entertaining. I could bring on some homeless crackheads from Crest Lake Park. And we I got to tell you, if you're willing to bring them into your house, I'm willing to talk to them. Right. That would be some pretty fun shit. As I've way. told both of you guys, it's okay to book people you want to talk to. Just let well, me know and we'll put I'll them on try. the schedule. I don't want to talk to those people. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what I'm saying though is that if there are people you want to talk to, no, we I can know. book that. I don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to talk to Greg and I. Well, maybe if if that I mean if, yeah. if and that's questionable. Be, if I could be convinced that talking to somebody else would, we've got I, all I have is I've got survey data of one. Ah. Uh-huh. And that person who likes our show said, I like the old thing. That's all I got. Who said that? The guys at the happy hours. I can't believe they, they said story. they appreciated both ways. They like, no, both. they didn't. Yeah, they no, did. I don't think they, they did. They, no, asked, no, they, they absolutely, did. No, they absolutely no, did. Cause I no, asked them, I asked no. them point blank. They were being nice to you. They weren't, they were, yeah. you didn't listen to the episode. So. I, I listened to them. I heard they the words that, that came out of their mouths. I don't Fine. think they said Go, that. Go listen back to it. Prove me wrong. I don't give a shit. Anyway, regardless, well, hello everybody. Going. This is an episode that's gone on a half an hour, way too long. When we could have been and talking about this off the air. Well, you can't. You, this you is can't. beauty. This is Matt. Is a tyrant. Is what this is right now. You can always yes. edit this out, Matt. I mean, it's. I mean, <laughs> it's not that. I hard. could. I could, but I, I generally leave the warts in unless it's like really hard on the ears so that people no, can I, understand. I think we should keep this in. I think people want to hear this shit. <laughs> well, obviously, no one is <laughs> going to hear it because they dropped out after 12 minutes. That was, uh, <laughs> somebody's got selective hearing. Anyway, this has been another episode. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, of the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. Your consultation with the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Pickler has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblah.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out. Get out. <laughs>